there, everyone, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I'm Lorraine, and this is... Jeremiah. So, hey, Hello. how you doing? I'm well. How are you doing? I am very well, thank you. The sun has finally broke through the clouds here in California. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's still a little chilly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did... I work for a company out of Sacramento, and I know they've been just... It's been terrible up there. Yeah, they got hammered up there. They definitely got hammered. Yeah, that whole, like, Santa Cruz, where Joshua used to go to uh, college, uh, I mean, pieces of the cliffs are falling into the ocean. There's, like, chunks. Yeah. I mean, I think they said, like, 20-something people died during the rain wow. here. Yeah, and the whole state. I mean, still, that's a lot yeah, of people, yeah. but, you know, it, one person's too many, but... Um, yeah, I mean, people are, like, standing next to the cliff, and it's, like, falling off. It was crazy. Yeah. So, San Diego got uh, flooded. There's a there's a flood zone right by the San Diego River, which is in, like, goes through Mission Valley, which is a little south of us. Uh, they typically get flooded out, and, yeah, I mean, it's not good. And I feel wow. bad for all those people. We thank God I live up, yeah, in the canyon, so we didn't we didn't get hit too bad. So, but I've been held captive in my house for two mm. weeks. So yeah, <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> but yeah. it's all right. Today I got out. It was fun. One of my friends had a birthday, so me and another. To, uh, to her and another lady, we all went to brunch and got to visit for a little bit. So that was nice. Nice. There's a place called Swami's. I don't know if you've ever heard of Swami's. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a it's a local there's it's a local chain, I guess you can call it. And um, you know, it's it's California food. I don't know what else to say. It's California. It's good. Don't get me wrong. I I enjoyed right. it. But it's California food. It was like burritos and everything's got avocado toast and, you know, mm -hmm. it comes with salsa. You know, it's, I, I know Texas does the same thing. They include salsa with your breakfast. Right, right. <clears throat> Most places. I don't eat salsa because, you know, acid reflux, getting old. So. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I try to stay away from it. Yeah. So what's going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, well, my son is trying to, speaking of salsa, is trying to upgrade his uh, spice index and is wanting spicy foods. Oh. Yeah. And how's that going for him? I don't know because we haven't bought a whole bunch. We've bought a little things here and there, but uh, I don't know <laughs> how it's going. <laughs> You know, you start with the mild and you start building yourself up. Yeah, I mean, we have some hot sauce um, that we told him to put on stuff. And then he's had those Takis that are supposed to be spicy. Oh, Gabriel so, loves those. Yes, but uh, we're not ready for the one chip challenge yet. But uh, supposedly we're working up towards that. So I don't even know what that is. What is the one chip challenge? What is that? So I think they sell it at Walmart. It's a Dorito. It may not even be Doritos. It's some brand. 
you buy one chip. It's in the bag. It's like one chip that is like super, super spicy. And so you have to try to eat that chip. Like out of the whole bag, there's one chip that's spicy? No, you. it's one bag with one chip in it. You're buying one, one chip. One bag, one chip. Like one big chip? <laughs> I think it's like a regular triangle. But it's just got so much hot, spicy stuff on it to be able to eat that chip without going to get milk or whatever. That's yeah. That's a challenge. Interesting. See, that's a, that must be a Texas thing because that has not hit out here. Oh, Maybe it may, I'll have to ask Gabriel. He's privy to that. It's a TikTok thing. Oh. Yeah, so I would not know about it because it's a TikTok yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Did you hear they're starting to ban TikTok on college campuses now? Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting that they're all getting on board for that. Yeah. Kind of fishy to me, but whatever. I I think, uh, I you know, who was I watching? I was watching a guy who was like ex... Ugh, okay, my brain is not thinking what it was. Like the military people who do... Uh, like a SEAL? No, no. The guys that are working, like the tech guys that are... Like security and mm-hmm. intel, intel. Intel. They do all the intel and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so this guy was ex-intelligence. And uh, he was saying, he's like, this is a serious matter. And people really need to start taking it seriously. Because, you know, it's it's no bueno. Yeah. Just saying. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know, you know. I don't want to call out any people of other countries that you know I don't want to be that person on this podcast but I'm just saying you know it's a different it's it's interesting too there's China um, their TikTok is vastly different from America's TikTok uh, yeah did I not have this conversation with you or did I was it you I don't know but I no, had it with somebody it. yeah Go ahead. You tell me what you heard, because I heard, I think, the same thing. Go ahead. Well, it's just, it's very um, controlled by the Chinese government, what, yeah. what they allow on the TikTok. Yeah. Well, what from what I understand, and it was from, I think, that same intelligence guy, when I saw that, it was like a news interview. And he was saying that the TikTok over there that the kids see is all geared towards uh, you know, being productive and going to college yes. and getting an education. And yes. it's very pointed in that direction. Ours is about mindless, stupid crap. Excuse my language. <laughs> but I, I beg to differ there. It's not all mindless. There is a, there's a lot and there is some, but it, it, but again, it's all about the algorithm and what kind of things you watch. Correct. And most of the kids that are out there are watching, you know, mindless junk. You know, they want to, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of makeup should I wear today? Or oh, what's the trend in shoes? Or, you know, how how fast can I drink a beer? <laughs> you know, or whatever it is. I don't know. But I I just think that, yeah, I mean, they are obviously kind of brainwashing their kids into productivity while mm-hmm. they're... You know, it's a little. Maybe we did less... have this discussion because that's what I heard. 
I think, yeah, I think we, I, it was either you or Sharon. I don't remember who. I think I had this conversation with Sharon, too. Hold on a second. My phone is scamming me here. Um, maybe yeah, I saw that on scary. TikTok. <laughs> What's that? I said maybe I saw it on TikTok. Maybe. I don't know. I, I've stayed away from TikTok. I don't do Twitter. Those are two websites I haven't uh, bought into. Not because I, you know, I just, I do do Instagram and I do the Instagram for us for the leap of faith. So, you know, I try to post on that. I've been posting the Bible verse of the day uh, on there. So I try to, try to, try to be diligent with that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Twitter's too consuming for me. Huh? I, I get I get consumed when I when I get on Twitter I like get consumed with like instant news and stuff and it just it's bad for me so I don't do it. You know uh, I I think I told you a couple of years ago I did I I gave up uh, social media mm-hmm. for the forty day challenge you know for Lent and I I've kind of gone back a little bit mostly because of of this because of right, the leap of right. faith. Um, but you know, I get a little bit caught up, you know, checking on what everybody's doing and mm-hmm. whatever. So, um, but, uh, I, I generally stay off of it. There's just too much junk, you know, yeah. and I try to post positive. I really try to stay away from the negative stuff because negative just is not productive. I have some people that I know that are still stuck on bashing on poor President Trump. And, you know, not that he was a, uh, I don't know. He wasn't, I think he was a good president, but he might not be a good person, maybe. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, sure. as a businessman, I think he had our country on track. But... He went a little off on the whole Twitter stuff. And I think that if he had just honed that in a little bit, maybe it might have been a better outcome for him. I don't know. I don't yeah. know, but um, it's interesting. Well, we did say we weren't going to go political. And I'm not, try- I'm not being political here. I was just. No, saying, I know. I, I know just... what you just given the example and. Yeah. And using him as. Yeah. It's like, okay, he lost the election. Why are you still bashing on that man? It's like he's not even in the picture right now. Not really. I mean, on the backside and the fact that he wants to rerun again. Okay. Yeah. But, but you know, but I get tired. Both sides do it. And oh, it's yeah. tiring. It gets tiring. Yeah. I'm like, I'm tired of hearing all this. Like, I mean, get if someone does something wrong. I get it. But, you know, there's a certain point where you got to let go and, you know. Yeah this person you know we voted in so we've got to somewhat you know work with it so well we didn't vote in the present president i didn't at least i'm just saying that out loud i did not i did not vote for that person <laughs> so but he's still the leader not, of the country he is still the leader of the country you know what and as you know i okay I can go off on this. I really could. But I I tend to not... Go ahead. I was going to say what we do is even if we vote or don't for the, vote for them, uh, we pray for them. Correct. A lot. 
Correct. And and you gotta you respect the office. Right. You know, you respect the the, the position that they're in. You know, he got in. And so that's who's running the country and you gotta hope for the best and like you said, pray, pray, pray. Pray for that mm-hmm. man to be I did it for I you know, I didn't I'll say flat out, I didn't really like Barack Obama. You know, I didn't I didn't like his his policies, but I prayed for him as our president. You know, I didn't agree with what he was doing, but, and I'm sure he did some good things while he was in office. I, I don't know. I can't really name anything, but <laughs> I'm sure he did. Uh, but, you know, yeah, it is what it is. And, yeah. you know, God puts people in their place for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, look, I mean, we're not there yet because we haven't gotten to it yet, but, uh, Later on in the Old Testament, the Israelites are asking for, you know, they want a king. And they ask for king. And so in First and Second Kings, you're going to read about the kings. Right. And, you know, God gave them what they wanted. And mm-hmm. not they weren't always good. And they weren't always right. good leaders. But that's, you know, what is it? Uh, be careful what you ask for. Right. And, and look at Pharaoh, you know, what we've just been reading recently, like God hardened his heart. I mean, that's the leader that was in charge that God appointed for this reason. So to let his people go, but to show his glory and show that he is different, that our God is different from the other gods that are worshipped. That's right. And, um, you know, I don't think Egyptians voted for their people, but I would have to think as an Egyptian going through some of these plagues, if I'm hearing what's being said, I'm like, how can you not believe in this God? Right. You know? Well, and, and I think we read that God actually, uh, helped, uh, led the Egyptians to think favorably towards the Israelites. Mm-hmm. He put that on them. Yeah. So the Egyptians actually felt, you know, good towards the, the Israelites uh, in mm-hmm. the end. So, you know, God is big. God is bigger than everything. So, right. you know, he's he shows himself in a mighty way. And he's going to put who he wants in office, you know. And you know what? Whether you believe in him or not, it's that's the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, anyway... So I wanted to say, I think I touched on this, um, and I, by the way, I don't know if we actually said welcome to all the folks out there, but welcome. So. And uh, this is episode, what do we say it is? Uh, 67.1. So I'm sorry that we uh, just started talking, chit-chatting here. Um, so we, after uh, the last episode, we got a lot of communication on that uh, 65.1 I think it was Mm -hmm. did you see that on our Facebook page Mm -hmm. and I thought that was interesting there was one fellow who you know asked the question do you really believe that the bush just kept burning did you read that I did I did yeah Uh, and I answered it back I was like and we've had a little conversation back and forth I don't know what to say to him right now yeah About the existence of God. That was what the conversation was leading to. And um, what I looked up, which was funny because I'm not a scientist, but it said something about the laws of thermodynamics, which I thought was interesting. This 
biblical perspective and how uh, matter cannot be neither, what is it, created or destroyed. It just transfers right. into a different, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if, how did they say, it? if that was the case, then how did all of this come into existence? Because that theory says that it can either be created or destroyed. Right. So there had to be somebody or something that created it. So I just thought, I'd have to read more, more into it before I can actually answer the person who wrote that, uh, because I don't want to be an idiot. So, you know, well, and I'm not what, scientific. Go ahead. What I've heard is that a lot of scientists don't talk about it, but they're getting further and further away from the belief of a big bang. Yeah. Um, that there is thought of intelligent design. Well, thank God, right? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Really? I have heard that, that they are, there are more scientists than not that are believing that that is not a real thing. Right. You know? It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, how could it just happen? Like, yeah. things just don't happen. You know? So... Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on was there was an instant message that came through, which obviously nobody sees those. They're private messages. Mm -hmm. But somebody was upset that our uh, podcast was on there. Did you see it or did I delete it before you got to see it? Yeah, I didn't see this one. Okay, so there was an instant message. And I get these instant messages on my phone. I don't know how, but I do. And, um, and so he said... Um, basically in a very explicative way, get off of his Facebook page. <laughs> and it shocked me, you know, to see that. And I deleted it and I feel bad that I deleted it because I should have got, I should have answered him and said, I'm sorry. You know, I should have, what, what are you laughing at? <laughs> so, uh... My mother-in-law <laughs> has the same belief that um, if something comes on her Facebook feed, if she deletes it, or uh, she thinks that other people can see what's on her Facebook feed, and then if she deletes it, it deletes it from Facebook. And it makes me laugh because this person doesn't realize that what we ran was an advertisement essentially a, a, right. a, a quote unquote boost. And for some reason, Facebook thought he would be interested in it. It doesn't just go on random people. Uh, this person liked podcast or I mean, anything that we've talked about somehow Facebook said, Oh, this is for you. And it's an ad. So we don't control that. Right. And I wish I would have seen that so I could laugh. It's just funny. We, I, you know, there are a lot of, I guess people don't understand how these things work. Right. And we've, you know, like my mother-in-law, we've told her about Facebook and this is what happened. <laughs> well, like, I'm just so embarrassed. I want, I don't want people to see that. <sighs> I know. I know. I know. Well, it's the algorithms, right? Right. So yeah. 
So if that person, and they probably aren't listening, but if they are, uh, I'm just going to say out loud, I apologize for A, deleting your message and not responding to it, because I should have. I should have I should have just, you know, re responded. Um, not that he would have wanted to hear from me, but it might have opened up a conversation and maybe right. I, you know, I might have, I'm, I might have, what well, I felt like I lost an opportunity to minister, you know, for good or for bad. I felt like, yeah, I, I kind of dropped the ball there because my knee jerk was, Oh, I don't want to see that. You know, yeah. it was like, so in my face and I was just, I was, I was taken off guard. I wasn't expecting it, you know? Sure. And, and that's why I felt, Oh, that's not, yeah. But I knee jerked. I didn't think about it first, and I just reacted, and so that was not not a good thing to do. I should have just, you know, maturely apologized, you know, for Facebook randomly picking him, because <laughs> like as if I did it on purpose, like you said. Right, right. So. Well, we anyway. know though. Next time we won't do that. We won't boost anymore, or what? No, oh, we won't. We'll, 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 both you and I will, when we get those kinds of responses in, be able to pray over it and respond in a way that glorifies God. Exactly. And that's not what I did. I did not do right. that. I was, you uh, know. But we're learning yeah. from it. You know, it is what it is. And you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe he might get interested and start listening. Who knows? Uh, yeah. You know, maybe God will intervene for us and. Who I, who knows? Anything can happen. God is so much bigger than we are. So, yeah, you know, put it in his hands and pray. Maybe he'll come back and I don't know. Uh, so, um, I guess we should go ahead and dive in. And uh, so I'm going to say, do you want to pray? We'll pray and then we'll read our Bible verse for the day. And then we'll read. How's that? All right. Sounds good. Sound good? All right. Yes. Let's pray. Holy God, Holy Father, uh, what a blessing it is to, to be able to come to you and give you praise and, and worship you, Lord. Uh, my prayer today is for our, as always, for our listeners and watchers, Lord, I pray a blessing over them that decide to uh, watch with us, uh, listen to, with us and, and learn and, and read your word every day. And I pray for those uh, opportunities that we get, Lord, that we can uh, show your love to to some, uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, haters. I don't I don't know if that's good or not, but um, you know, uh, there's a reason why they're reaching out in the way that they do, Lord. And I pray for wisdom and guidance on how to uh, handle that. Uh, and um, these are things that we may come across probably not as bad in our face-to-face -face interactions, Lord, but uh, these are, are things that we can learn from so that we, when we do have those uh, reactions, we can actually uh, do, do our best to have your light shine through us, Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, and I pray for more and more opportunities uh, to be able to do that, Lord. Uh, I know that uh, January it's, you know, we're past the new year and uh, sometimes uh, we just get into a downer Lord. So I pray for, for all of us that are, um, working through things that are, are having to push through and may not always be well rested. 
whatever the situation is, Lord, but I pray for that strength and encouragement to, to keep going and to see the other side. Uh, we, we do get there and uh, we need the wisdom to rely on you to, to pull us through sometimes, Lord. And that's, that's what I pray for is that uh, spirit of letting go and letting you, Lord. I thank you most of all for your son who died for our sins. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was a good prayer. I mean, not that there aren't always good prayers, but that was really, that was good. And I got to find my readers because, oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> I have this little space here that I'm like mm -hmm. encompassed in and I don't have a big, uh, I wish, you know, again, this room vomited. I don't know how it happened, but it, it's all over the place again. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I just reeled it in right before Christmas and now it's back to where it was. So. <sighs> I will get it eventually. It's a journey. All right. It's not, it's... <laughs> What's that? Cleaning, cleaning, cleanliness is a journey. It's not a destination. It, oh my gosh. It's all the time ongoing. Just, it's yeah. Yeah, I know it is what it is. All right. So we are episode 67.1 and this is Exodus chapter 13. Dedication oh, of the firstborn. What's that? Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. What's up? Can we do the verse of the day? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I, Brain cramp. All right. Well, just I just thought about bit. it. I was going to yeah. switch screens and I was like, oh, wait a minute. We didn't do that. Yeah. No, you're good. Okay. So go ahead. Let's do the verse of the day. Go ahead. So family and friends is, is our Friday theme. And today is John 15 verse 13. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend or friends. Mm. Actually, I should say for one's friends. Friends. Plural. Yes. That's awesome. We, we hope that you have more than one. Yeah. <laughs> and we hope you don't have to lay down your life for them, but, you know, but that's what Jesus did for us, right? Exactly. Exactly. So that was a good verse. I like that. And let everybody know that Jeremiah handpicked that one. That wasn't me. <laughs> it took time. <laughs> it took a little bit of time. It took a little bit of time. We started our call and I was still looking, so I hope you're good Yeah, you know, what they don't know is that we're, we've been having a conversation for like 45 minutes prior to this, and we can still talk. I know. I, what is wrong with us? I mean, seriously. Ugh, no, that's a good know. thing. That's a good thing. It is a good thing. I don't have a lot of people that I get to talk to, so this is like, me this is a treat for me during the day. Yeah. Like, I have dogs. I talk to the dogs. That's sad. So, all right. So we're ready to do uh, episode 67.1 now. <laughs> all right. Dedication of the firstborn. <clears throat> then the Lord said to Moses, dedicate to me every firstborn among the Israelites. The first offspring to be born of both humans and animals belongs to me. <clears throat> so Moses said to the people, this is a day to remember forever. The day you left Egypt the place of your slavery. 
Today, the Lord has brought you out by the power of his mighty hand. Remember, eat no food containing yeast. On this day, in early spring, in the month of Abib, Abib you have mm-hmm. been set free. You must celebrate this event in this month each year after the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Hivites, and Jebusites. He swore to your ancestors that he would give you this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. For seven days, the bread you eat must be made without yeast. Then, on the seventh day, celebrate a feast to the Lord. Eat bread without yeast during those seven days. In fact, there must be no yeast bread or any yeast at all found within the borders of your land during this time. On the seventh day, you must explain to your children, I am celebrating what the Lord did for me when I left Egypt. This annual festival will be a visible sign to you, like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. Let it remind you always to recite this teaching of the Lord. With a strong hand, the Lord rescued you from Egypt. So observe the decree of this festival at the appointed time each year. This is what you must do when the Lord fulfills the promise he swore to you and your ancestors. When he gives you the land where the Canaanites now live, you must present all firstborn sons and firstborn male animals to the Lord, for they belong to him. A firstborn donkey must be, brought, must be bought back from the Lord by presenting a lamb or young goat in its place. But if you do not buy it back, you must break its neck. However, you must buy back every firstborn son. And in the future, your children will ask you, what does all this mean? Then you will tell them, with the power of his mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, the place of our slavery. Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, so the Lord killed all the firstborn males throughout the land of Egypt, both people and animals. That is why I now sacrifice all the firstborn males to the Lord, except that the firstborn sons are always bought back. This ceremony will be like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. It is a reminder that the power of the Lord's mighty hand brought us out of Egypt. Israel's Wilderness Detour When Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the Promised Land. God said, if the people are faced with a battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made his sons of Israel swear to do this. He said, God will certainly come to help you. When he does, he must take, I'm sorry, when he does, you must take my bones with you from this place. The Israelites left Succoth and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night, and the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud 
or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. All right. I did not get to highlight the very end there, but there was some stuff there I wanted to get to. All right. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Was I highlighted quite a bit. What about you? Um, well, I started with verse 2 about uh, dedicating the firstborn among the Israelites uh, to God, to God every, every offspring, firstborn offspring, human and animal, mm -hmm. belongs to God. Yeah, I did too. You know, that kind of set the precedence of, of what God was requiring of them, mm -hmm. right? Right. And it, what's, what's great is it starts out with that, and then later on, as you keep reading, the, the answer is given to you on why God requires that. Yes. Um, yes. So we'll get into that in a minute, right? Yeah, I think that's verse 15, 14 or 15. Yes. When the children ask, yeah, I'm not there yet. Well, we're not there yeah. yet. <laughs> okay, we're jumping ahead. Um, so the next thing I had was in the middle of verse 3. Today the Lord has brought you out by the power of his mighty hand. Mm -hmm. um, and he says that like three or four times. He does. You know, <clears throat> and just to give you fair warning for those who have not read through the Old Testament before, uh, there's certain books where God says the same thing over and over again in the same chapter. Like he keeps repeating himself. Mm -hmm. To me, that just means it's something really important. Right. So. It, that's something to, to remember. Right. And then um, I highlighted the word yeast because it popped up quite a few times in the next um, paragraph. Uh, and I touched on that yesterday where, remember when we read in the New Testament where yeast was uh, a symbol of sin? Right. So, again, God is saying, you know, you need to make bread without the yeast, without the sin in it, I guess is what, I guess it's equivalent, equivalent to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just the over, it's just the, the same theme that's carried throughout and, uh, you know, God making a point on that analogy or, you know, this, this is why we do it. And, and I love that, you know, when we get into, uh, the the commandments and everything that you know the Lord says not to do like there are reasons for it it's not just because God's feeling finicky this day and this is why you should do it it's you know there there's a purpose to everything absolutely uh, you know God is not willy-nilly he's very like you said there's a purpose and he's very orderly and he does things for specific reasons and obviously these are things, you know, we don't understand them because we're not God. So, you know, but he does, he expects you to be obedient to what he's telling you to do, whether you understand it or not. So, you know, I think that that's what, you know, the, the Israelites might not understand it, but mm -hmm. they're going to do what they, what he's asking them to do. And can um, I just say like that one of the hardest things for me as a parent has been to explain 
certain rules. Like, cause I was, I was brought up like if dad or mom says it, then that's it. That's the final word. There's no why. Yeah. And that led me to make rules or to say things to my kids. And it took my wife a lot to say, well, why is that a rule? Well, it's just cause it's always been, but what's the purpose of it? And it had made me think like, oh, I don't know. That's just what we're not supposed to do. Um, so it's, it's been challenging for me personally to remember, like we, we need to have purpose behind the things that we do, not just because it was done in the past. And so, uh, that's what I love about God's order. Like there's an order to everything, things that aren't good for us are the reasons why he's like, you know, don't do that. Whether again, whether we understand it or not. Well, and it's funny because, like you said, you know, when when you bring rules into the house, and you do need to have <clears throat> a reason behind it. <clears throat> I'm sorry. For instance, I will use an example in my house, and you know, maybe this rings true for other people, but in my house, our rule is no food in the bedrooms. Because when we first got here, and it was the same thing at my other house, too, in Texas, but not because I didn't want you eating up in your room, but because it brought critters into the rooms, you know, right. whether it's ants or cockroaches or whatever. So this was, you know, so when my kids asked me, well, why? And I gave them the answer, and then they went ahead and did it anyway. That's, like, shocking to me <laughs> that they would, like barrel over you anyway it doesn't make sense yeah. you know you, I, when my parents told me to do something i did it i think mm -hmm. you know i don't know so i didn't maybe but, my older brothers go ahead I, was, I didn't always listen but it seemed like although i've come up with rules that make no sense whatsoever i have <laughs> and the kids are like what and so they have to look to mom and mom has to say what are, you, what are you trying to do? Yeah. And it's really, it's control. It's like, well, I'm just, I have to think about it. I'm like, well, I'm just, in the end, it's just about control. It's not about, you know, this or that. So it's, it's a learning process for me. It is a and, learning and, process. And in the heat of the moment, don't ask me why. If I'm upset and I'm giving you a rule, I will not be able to tell you why that rule is. I just can't. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's funny because that, the whole mulch thing that I was telling you about earlier. Yeah. So we're in the thick of it last night about this whole mulch thing. And, you know, Rich said something like, well, I'm upset over this. And I'm like, you're upset over mulch? <laughs> I'm like, really? Is it, is it really something you want to be upset about? Yes. You know, and he kind of, and he yes. laughed at it, you know, I mean, finally, I, I think, you know, I guess I can, I'm the only one who can really make him laugh and laugh at himself. You know, but I'm like, you're upset over mulch? Yeah. Really? Okay. Move on. Oh, yeah. Really, move on. Anyway, I've all right. Been there. I've been there. We're we're going down a rabbit hole here. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Um, where's the next part that you highlighted? Um, I highlighted in six about celebrating with a feast to the Lord. For seven days, the bread you eat must be without yeast. But then on the seventh day, you celebrate a feast to the Lord. So it's just a reminder like we 
there are things that we celebrate because of tradition or whatever, but celebrations are good things. And the Lord does want us to celebrate the things that have meaning and give him glory. Mm, that is true. Yeah, I, I highlighted the same thing. Um, you went all the way through six, right? You didn't go past it? Correct. I didn't go past six yet. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I actually backed up a little bit. I, I actually highlighted all of five because it's a reminder that, you know, God said, I'm going to bring you into the land of Canaan. Right. And so, you know, we're, we're back to that, to, you know, as a reminder that, you know, he made a promise and he's going to make good on the promise. But mm-hmm. he also wants you to, you know, honor him. Right. Right. So, and then uh, I didn't highlight anything but the word yeast in verse right. seven. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, what we talked about. Yeah. And then I highlighted the first verse in eight. Did you? Uh, I actually didn't highlight that one. I did. I did. On the seventh day, you must explain to your children, I am celebrating what the Lord did for me when I left Egypt. You know, you got to pass that history down to your children. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever God's doing in your life, you I believe you should definitely pass it down and explain it to your children. I like that. Yeah. Um. And we're starting to get into the explanation of why he wants the firstborn dedicated, right? Yeah, we're getting there. So what did you highlight next? Uh, In nine, the annual festival will be visible sign to you, like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead to let you remind you always to recite this teaching. With a strong hand, the Lord rescued you from Egypt. So again, it's it's this annual celebration. Yeah, we, we can't have yeast for the week, but in the end... It's going to be a festival. It's going to be a celebration because it's it's a great thing what the Lord did. And again, like you said, with reminding each other with a strong hand, the Lord rescued you from Egypt. Well, and, you know, and these are not just words. I mean, if you look back at what he did, he he had a strong hand over all of it, you know, from mm-hmm. the locusts and the 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 flies and the frogs and the blood and all. I mean, that. That's a strong hand. I mean, he wasn't messing around. Yeah. You know, he was like doggone serious and he wanted to make sure everybody understood that he he was serious about what he wanted and he wanted his people out of Egypt. Mhm. You know, and 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 you know, he and like we said earlier, he wanted to make sure that all of the Egyptians and all the Israelites knew that he was God and that there right. was no doubting the mightiness of his hand, right? Exactly. And then I went into 11. But, you know, actually 10 might be some. So observe the decree of this festival at the appointed time each year. So there's a specific time of the year that they're, you know, they're going to do this. And it's mm-hmm. actually coming up. We just saw that on our calendar, right? It's It coincides with Easter for us, right? Is that Passover? Yeah, Passover... Uh, that was, okay, so when Jesus was in Jerusalem for Palm Sunday, it was because of Passover, is what I right. I think, right? Mm-hmm. And when he rode the donkey into in, uh, into town. Right, 
that. Right. So our Passover, our Easter coincides with Passover. So it anyway, does. Uh, this is what you must do when the Lord fulfills the promise he swore to you and to your ancestors. When he gives you the land where the Canaanites now live, you must present all <gasps> firstborn sons and firstborn male. You okay? Yeah. Male animals to the Lord, for they belong to him. So, you know, it goes along back to, it, you know, he took away the firstborn of the Egyptians, and therefore right. he, the Israelites are required to dedicate the, their firstborns to him every year. Mm-hmm. Is that what you got out of that? Is that the explanation that you understood? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm reading it right. <laughs> um, the only thing that I was a little confused about was maybe, you know, maybe because we're not, you might have gotten something different, but in a firstborn donkey may be brought bought back from the Lord by presenting a lamb or a young goat in its place. I don't understand. Or you must buy back every firstborn son. I don't, I don't get that. Do you, do you understand that? I don't, and that just, I have to look that up on that yeah. tradition. So, go ahead. Oh, I, no, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, no, I don't, okay, so we're going to put it out there. If anybody who's listening to this, if they find any information on this, please feel free to let us know. Um, again, we're not Bible scholars, and we haven't been to seminary, so this is nothing, and we're not Jewish, so <laughs> we're not right. sure about that. Uh, but it did kind of, it spawned a little question mark for me on that. Oh, sure, sure. <clears throat> and then I did uh, four, what is that? Six, well, I can't read it. What is it? What's the next verse? 13, 14. 14? Yeah. Did you highlight 14? I did. Okay, you go ahead About and read it. Your, your children will ask, what does all this mean? And uh, you will tell them, with the power of his mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, the place of slavery. Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, so the Lord killed the firstborn males throughout the land of Egypt, both people and animals. And that is why I now sacrifice all firstborn males to the Lord, except that the firstborn sons are always bought back. So uh, it's the explanation of why they, they give the Lord their firstborn and so they don't actually sacrifice the, the, the people. They, they sacrifice the firstborn males of their animals. Oh. But not of their sons. Their sons are, are bought back. Bought back. And, I, and I'm guessing, now that I'm reading that a little bit clearer, I'm wondering if, you know, the donkey being a work animal, maybe that's why you can buy them back. I don't know. Oh, that makes sense. A, young, a lamb or a young goat. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It could um, be. I don't know. I'm just making that up because it sounds good to me. <laughs> no, it makes sense. I mean that that's a good explanation. I I, I would go with that. And um, that's how you. I guess that's how you buy back your your firstborn son too is with a young goat or it's or a lamb. Yeah. No. That that makes sense. So you've now, so let's take away that you don't have to make a comment because now we've answered our own question. Right. Which is good. Which is why we discuss it. You know, that's why we have these conversations. Um, So that was good. You're so smart. Sometimes. You are. All right. Uh, I highlighted um, 
in not the I highlighted in 17 uh-huh. <clears throat> God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory even though that was the shortest route to the promised land God said if the people are faced with a battle they might change their minds and return to Egypt see he already knows he already mm-hmm. knows the hearts mm-hmm. of his people he knows what's going to happen he knows what's coming right Mm-hmm. And so he I, wanted to make sure they were far enough away that they couldn't run back. Right. That's what I and think. So, I think you want. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, have you ever asked God, why are you putting me through this? Or why, why do I have to go the long way around? Yeah. I have. Yeah. Well, I just finished, I just finished reading Job. So trust me, uh, that's a story. I got to tell you, it, yeah. it was not easy to get through that story, but it, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. We know it's coming. Thus, the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. I mean, there were 600,000 men. So that's huge. And that's crazy. That's crazy amount of people. It's over half a million men. That doesn't even include all the women, the children, and all the animals. I mean, can you... 600 million. I like, I don't know how many people live in Texas, but you know, can you imagine that many people crossing the desert? No, I mean, no, it's together. Like as a unified body too is, is just ridiculous. Uh, it's amazing to me that they yeah. wrangled, all those people. I mean, and you've only got two leaders. You've got Moses and Aaron doing this by themselves. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just unfathom- unfathomable. I, I can't even begin to think how that happened. But God is big. And he's bigger than right. anything. So, um, So, we also know that he directed them away from the Philistines. Because we know the Philistines are uh, adversaries, I believe, of the Israelites. So yes, that'll come later as well. <clears throat> this I thought was cool. I highlighted um, 19 mm-hmm. about taking Mo- uh, Joseph's bones with them. Yeah. I completely forgot all about that. I did too. Right? Yeah. So Moses took the bones of Joseph with him for Joseph had made... The sons of Israel swear to do this. He said, God will certainly come to help you. When he does, you must take my bones with you from this place. So Joseph wants to go to the land that God promised them, right? Right. I think he wants to be buried with his parents and grandparents, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Joseph wants to go back. Uh, to be with his uh, ancestors. Yeah. So, and the fact that they still have his bones is, I mean, just crazy to me. How Moses got the bones, have no idea. Because right. we're talking 450 years later. Yeah. I, how did they not turn to dust already? Well, I don't know that bones turn to dust. Right? I, eventually they do, I think. Are you sure? Well, may, or maybe not. Maybe they uh, petrify and become like rock. I don't know. Well, did did they did Egypt practice like mummifying at that time? 
Oh, that's true. He was an Egyptian leader, so he might have been, but he was mm -hmm. also, uh, you know, Hebrew, so he might not have succumbed to those. I don't know. I mean, we're just speculating at this point. We don't know. Yeah. They have his bones. They have his bones. They're taking him back to home. That's all there is yeah. to it. Uh, and then that was all, that was the last thing I highlighted. What about you? I did highlight that God guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud and at night with a pillar of fire. That had to be very, I, you ha he had to right? that many people, like people are going to wander off. You would think. So that's pretty amazing. I think that's pretty amazing. No, you're right. I think I meant to highlight it and I, I didn't cause we started talking. Uh, yeah, I, I, can you, I, you know, again, I go back, you got to watch the 10 commandments so you can at least get like kind of a picture of what Cecil B. DeMille's yeah. thought might've happened. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Like if you ever go to, uh, all right, I'm kind of going off track here a little bit, but if you ever go to Universal City uh, Studios, there's like a guided tour on a tram and they stop you at the place where they filmed the parting of the Red Sea. Oh, and really? Yeah, it's really cool. And so you're sitting there and the water is like coming rushing at you. And it's really cool. I mean, I don't know how they did it, but it was pretty amazing. You know, when you're sitting there, it's, you think that you're going to get hit by this water and you don't because there's anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the point is, um, because we're coming up on that whole Red Sea thing and the parting of the Red Sea. Uh, the fact that you can see the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire, uh, I, I can't even begin to think, you know, like that they got to live through this, that they got to see the power of God. They, I mean, in, in the physical form. Right. You know, I mean, you know, we live by faith. We, we don't get to see, you know, that. At least I have never. I don't know if you have. Oh my gosh. I, I love reading this. It's so amazing to me. It really is. It's just, um, it's a blessing to be able to do this. And I'm, oh, I'm yeah. hoping and praying that more people start getting in on this because it's, uh, the more you get to reading it, the more you get to know God and in all his glory. And the Old Testament, people are afraid to read the Old Testament, I think. And um, I was, you know, it's, mm -hmm. It's daunting. Um, yeah, it is. I don't know. I just, the more I get to, you know, it's funny because, you know, I just said I, I finished reading the book of Job with Sharon. And somebody she knows asked her, she's like, hey, I want to start, you know, reading. You know, I'll, I'll get caught up on Job uh, and then we'll do it together. Well, that person decided that it was not easy for them to read through and it's depressing job is depressing yeah if you read yeah. it like you know i think it's 32 chapters and 31 of those chapters are depressing and so it's it's a tough nugget to get through but yeah you know in the end god shows his glory and that's you know but you can't get there you can't get through Job without reading all this other stuff. It helps. It helps. <coughs> it does. Definitely. You know, um, because you just get to know him so much better. 
and God repeats himself a lot. Let me just say, I mean, we're, we're going to be getting into Leviticus in a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, I don't want to scare anybody off, but it's uh, one chapter at a time is probably more than enough. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so that's it for today's reading. Uh, we are, as always, at to a point where we will always give you the opportunity to uh, say the uh, prayer of salvation. Uh, if you feel like God is calling you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is your moment. Um, this is not between you, me, and Jeremiah. This is between you and God. Uh, right. Not a magic prayer. It's all about you and what your heart is feeling. So uh, I will lead you in the prayer. And uh, if you're a believer, feel free to say it with us. So let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your one and only son, Jesus, on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations. You are now a brother or sister in Christ, and we are rejoicing. And if you did, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Jeremiah, why don't you tell them how they can get a hold of us? Uh, they can email us at Lorraine at LeapOfFaithPodcast.org, Jeremiah at LeapOfFaithPodcast.org. You can go to our Facebook page, Leap of Faith Podcast, uh, or Instagram and as we, you heard us earlier, we, we do see things that you comment. We see uh, messages if you send them to us. So please, you know, reach out to us, leave a comment, tell us what's going on. Yeah. Tell us what, uh, we'll pray for you. Tell us Absolutely. What you yeah. The instant messages obviously are working. So uh, I, think, yeah. I think they just started clicking in. I don't know how, I think it was because of that boost. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you are a new believer today, we uh, suggest you write it in your Bible uh, mark it on your calendar so that you remember that today is your day. And again, I always say this every day. We don't know when you're listening to this. It could be a year from now. We have no idea. Um, so, I mean, we hope it's today. But if it's not, I'm glad that you're here a year later listening to us. But uh, we also suggest you get to a church, a pastor, uh, somebody who can help you uh, navigate, answer questions if you have questions as a new believer. Uh, and get involved, you know, get get in the game and start uh, serving the Lord because that's what he asks us to do. So is there anything you want to add to that? No, I think that, that covers it. <laughs> so I couldn't, I didn't think of anything for uh, the little things. Did you, is there anything that kind of pinged on you for anything? Not really because we kind of did that at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of talked about stuff. So those were yeah. the, our little things. So I don't think we need to do it now, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're kind yeah, of getting close to an hour. <laughs> exactly. So, so I'm going to say uh, that's it for today. We're glad that you were able to join us. Um, 
you know, whatever time it is, morning, noon, or night, we have no idea, but we're just glad that you're able to join us, and uh, I will see you on Monday. So thank you, and see you on Monday. I'll see you next week.